1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tomorrow marks the 10th anniversary of author Gore Vidal's death on July 31st, 2012. I spoke to Oscar-winning filmmaker Morgan Neville and co-director Robert Gordon when they visited AFI Docs in 2015 to screen their documentary Best of Enemies about the 1968 political debates between the liberal Vidal and the conservative William F. Buckley Jr. I'm here with...
2: Morgan Neville.
0: And Robert Gordon.
1: And these guys are the co-directors of Best of Enemies, which is one of the big films at AFI Docs this year. Um, It's a documentary about the... Famous 1968 debates between liberal Gore Vidal and conservative William F. Buckley Jr. and uh, you know it was nationally televised, so it was a big deal at the time, and probably some lessons still for us today. Um, first of all, I mean, I know um, Morgan, you you did 20 Feet from Stardom, right? I did. Oscar winner over here. Yes. <laughs> um, after you direct a movie like that, which was a great movie about backup yeah. singers. Um, you ha- you have an oscar so you could do anything you want next how do you go about picking your next subject like how did you stumble on this one
2: well this one actually predates 20 feet we've been working on this film for five years oh, i mean really? as a documentary filmmaker you always have a bunch of projects you're working on and they all take years and some things move faster this moved a little slower so you know it was all kind of going at the same time which is strange but you know in a way they're both films about divas
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you don't mean each other, right? You know. <laughs> All right, cool. So then then what was the inception of this idea then?
0: Uh, we came across a bootleg DVD of most of the raw 1968 debates between Gore Vidal and Bill Buckley. And they screamed of co- contemporary... <laughs> Relevance to us, um, but apparently not to anyone else. It took us a long time to to get uh, you know to get the financing together because people kept saying, "Wow, this is all very interesting, but how does it matter to today?" And now that people see it, their right. common response is, "Wow, I can't believe how relevant that is to today."
1: Do you think some of the initial hesitancy, I I assume by backers, right? Is that what you mean? Was that because it's maybe the names isn't like a Frost Nixon or, you know, it's not a bit like a president in there? Maybe, Or why why do you think it was?
2: Yeah, I don't think it was the name so much. I just think it's, um, you know, why do you want to make a film about a couple of old white guys from sitting around talking, uh, sitting around (laughs) talking on TV 50 years ago? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because it's amazing material. (laughs) I mean, you have these two characters that they don't make anymore. Right. I mean, you don't yeah. have people that have lives like Gorbadaw and William Buckley yeah. anymore. And these were like public intellectuals that occupied this really interesting space in America where they were on uh, news shows and The Tonight Show and Laugh-In all at the same yeah. time. I mean, they were writing books and in and the news and, uh, and people loved them. And the most interesting thing, though, is that they hated each other's guts.
0: Yeah, and feared each other too. It's more than hate; it's actually deep-seated fear that the other would take down that the ideas of the other would take down the country. So you see them I- engaged in verbal blood sport.
1: So they hated each other, but they did. Did they at least respect each other's skills? Like this guy could take me out, kind of a thing.
0: That's yeah, kind of yeah, what. <laughs> yeah, I'd say
2: respect. Um, they came Res- to respect. They right. came to respect out of fear. I suppose if you fear somebody, it means you respect them in some way. Right. But this is not best of frenemies. Right. It's best of enemies. Yes. Like There was no friend in their relationship <laughs> at all. It's pure, unadulterated
1: enemy. Happily titled <laughs> yeah. for a reason. Um, you mentioned that it had relevant lessons for today. I mean, what um, what specific things, you know, maybe if our listeners are trying to decide whether to go out and see it, what are some, what are some of those issues that are very, very relevant?
2: I mean, it's you look at this and you see a day and an age when they'd have these incredibly erudite people on tv given a lot of space on national tv to talk and um and have real substantive debate uh at times sometimes it's ad hominem attacks but (laughs) to really um represent the, the right and the left and i feel like uh we don't have much of a public square anymore to have that kind of debate. So much of what's happened with commentary has gone to cable news where people tend to debate with themselves or with straw men. And you don't get that real kind of exciting exchange of the
0: left meeting the right. Best of enemies begins as a window into the past with these, uh, with in an era when there were public intellectuals who were very engaging and witty. And then, um you see you you begin to see wait a minute the the way these guys are battling each other it's kind of like today mm-hmm. and and then by the end, the story that has been very funny and um becomes very become it takes a kind of tr- tragic turn both because each man was haunted by the way that the their debate mm-hmm. ended up the the way they acted on t v they drew bad blood from each other and then also the roots of as morgan said the roots of uh of cable punditry today can be seen here this attracted a lot of ratings and um became sort of the norm for tv the fire without the substance
1: absolutely do you think i mean just do you think it's the whole format of cable that it became um almost like The right and the left have their own echo chambers where they're tuning into what they already want to hear, and it's just kind of recycled to fit that mold, as opposed to one national audience watching these two guys on stage, a broader audience, as opposed to this fragmentation of already your beliefs.
2: Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, you could say everybody has a voice now, and because of the internet, everybody can say something, uh, and we've... But what's been lost in that is that public square where we all come together and we can at least have real debate with each other. And the scary thing about having people just listening to opinions they agree with is not only they have the same opinions, but they have their the same truths. And you end up with this kind of subjective truth where people are um, not agreeing on facts. And when we can't agree on facts, it's a slippery slope for a whole country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: How did you go about um, – uh, cause you said you came up with the idea by stumbling across this footage. Right. How did you go about deciding how much actual footage to put in there as opposed to other
0: stuff? That's life in the editing room. You know, <laughs> uh, you, you go in there with your material and you find what's the best part. And, uh, you know, um, I was really drawn to the debates themselves. Um, but at this and you know, as interesting as it might've been, uh, Intellectually to watch these guys debate each other for an hour and a half, you know try to make that work really that wasn't our task our task was we we knew that many people don't know who either these guys are Gore Vidal or William F Buckley, so uh, Gore Vidal had once said there's two things you never turn down sex and appearing on television and so there was a lot and and Consequently, there was a lot of uh, archival material to work with for Vidal and Buckley was the same uh, at least for appearing on television. And um, so we had a lot of, uh, you know, decades of profiles and interviews and uh, n- uh, entertainment appearances, uh, in like Morgan said, and uh, Nightline and a whole range of things to draw from to make uh, a movie about talking heads into a cinematic experience.
1: Absolutely. Do you, do you guys each have a, a favorite part? If you you're sitting there at AFI Docs looking at it, saying, "Damn, that we nailed that part," or or is there a part I'd like to have that one back?
0: I, I I'm really happy with the, with the movie. It um, I, I played it for my two teenage children, and they were laughing their heads off. And they never heard of either of these guys, so <laughs> well, I go. felt like I felt like we they could understand who the people were. They got okay. you know, I mean, the great thing about the year of the public intellectual, you sort of hear the word public intellectual, and you think, ah long-winded bore right. but you know these guys were public so they had to main- maintain their audience they were funny right. they the were funny yeah. yeah
1: yeah it is an absurdist comedy <laughs> yeah.
0: somewhere between an absurdist con- comedy and a cautionary tale
1: Absolutely. Well, um, and it's screened once, right? Is it playing anymore? It played How many twice movie? already. It played it, twice already. Right? Because opening night and then again today, right? Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's screening again I
0: think th- I think that's it for AFI, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But well, we're opening but it'll up be in, here. It'll be in theaters.
1: I think oh, at the okay. East Street Cinema. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I mean, in terms of festival-wise, is it was AFI Docs your first stop, or did it—
2: No, we've done a couple. We did Sundance and okay. South By okay. and um, this, and we have a couple more, and then we're opening up you know
0: in, in five weeks nationwide ultimately through august it'll, it'll spread nationwide through theaters and we hope everyone will enjoy it
1: absolutely well if you missed it at afi docs it sounds like you still have a great chance to go see it so um gentlemen thanks so much for taking the time to come in here and for making the movie and bringing these uh these old debates making them new again because really it's, it never goes away it passes prologue
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. thanks for coming in Thank thanks you. a bunch Thanks for having us.